Today our passage is from Ephesians chapter 4, and uh, I think Jane's going to come and read that to us now. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 to 16. As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it is said... This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he led captives in his train and gave gifts to men. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves, and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Jane. So here we are. This is uh, St. Paul reminding us that as followers of Christ, um, how we should live and particularly how we are built up in and through Christ's body, the church. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we ask you to be with us and we ask you to speak to us. In Jesus' name, amen. So in this letter, Paul, St. Paul, is reminding a specific church in Ephesus that they've been called by God. Called. By the way, if you find it hard to find uh, the letter of Ephesians in your Bible, which I do sometimes, I, I was taught how to find it by uh, Jenny Sanderson. She's not in here, she's next door. But uh, she said, if, you, if you're struggling, remember God's Electric Power Company. Got that? I think you call it a mnemonic, is that right? God's Electric Power Company. G, Galatians, E, ele- uh, sorry, Ephesians. <laughs> it falls down sometimes. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. There we are. Anyway, I digress. Um, as Christians, we've, uh, we're part of a long tradition that's accepted this letter as God's word. 
So what Paul said to this church in Ephesus in the first century, it, it applies to us as well. So let's take it as God's word to us this morning. So, you have been called by God. Called by God. In the Bible we read uh, of God calling loads of people, specifically for, uh, for particular tasks. So over the last few weeks, we've heard about some of these heroes of faith, like Abraham, David, and Sarah. I'm sure there's been others, but I haven't been here every week. Uh, that God's called at particular times. So, isn't it amazing that we are in that same company? God calls you, Jamie, Hazel, and uh, Pippa. Reese. everybody, I could go through everybody, can I? God calls you. And God calls you by name. Listen to these words that are in Isaiah chapter 43. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Perhaps you'd just like to close your eyes and listen to those words again and imagine God saying them to you. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Isn't that wonderful? You are God's. Um, you can open your eyes again if you like. A dear saint uh, called Doreen from uh, St. James Church on Bolton Road. A couple of years ago, uh, her brother was dying in hospital and uh, she was sat by his bedside, uh, distraught. Her brother had severe learning difficulties, so she looked after him for many years throughout his life. And as he lay dying in uh, BRI, uh, she was sat by his bed with the curtains closed around the bed. And suddenly she heard a voice, and she looked round. There was nobody there. The words she heard were these, but slightly changed. The words were, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have, call I have called you by name, John. You are mine. John was her brother. Isn't that amazing? Now, I don't know if she actually heard an audible voice or whether, you know, it was just from a memory of these words. That's not the point. The point is that God was so kind to Dorian, wasn't he? He was reminding her that uh, he loved John, and now he was calling John home to be with him. I think that's lovely how God would be so kind and just reassuring to Dorian in her in grief. So we have been called by God. And Paul urges us to live a life worthy of the calling we have received. He goes on to flesh out what this means. So how do we live a life worthy of the calling we've received? He tells us we're called to be humble, gentle, patient, 
and loving. Uh, these are not easy qualities to live out. They look good on paper, don't they? And they sound nice. But in practice, they're quite hard. When, whenever you get a few more than, well, more than one person, actually. <laughs> when you get people together, you're going to have problems, aren't you? People fall out. It's kind of how it goes, isn't it? Uh, but God calls us to be humble, gentle, patient, and loving. These are not qualities, really, that our society uh, holds in high esteem, I think. Yet they are the values of Jesus, aren't they? Jesus, the servant king, who came to serve and not to be served. They're qualities that are quite hard to describe, but once we see them in people... We know, we know them, don't we? So humble people, for example, are those who know of their need of God and, um, and they put their trust in him. I think of some humble people that I've known. I think of uh, Mr. Andrews. You won't know Mr. Andrews. Mr. Andrews was a teacher of mine uh, at senior school and I was going through a really hard time and I just hated school. And Mr. Andrews was our RE teacher, and he was a bit weird, actually. People kind of made fun of him. But Mr. Andrews kind of took me aside and, um, and said, do you like football? And I said, yes, I love football. And he said, would you like to try out for the t school team? And so I did. And I got on the school team. And that boosted my self-confidence no end. And Mr. Andrews, who was this kind of humble person, had, had come alongside me to give me confidence. I, I think of some humble people I've known in this, uh, this church. Uh, perhaps you'll know them. I remember Nan. Remember Nan? <laughs> and uh, Meg. People who didn't feel it was necessary to kind of shout about things, but they just got on with things, and, and God's love kind of flowed from them. Humble people. I'm sure you know some humble people yourselves. Maybe there's some people like that in this room. So what about you personally? Do you feel you're living a life worthy of the calling you have received? Or maybe you feel you fall short. Maybe you regularly feel out of your depth. I've been feeling a bit out of my depth recently. So... Uh, some of you won't know this, but I'm now the uh, hospital chaplain at the BRI. And I regularly feel out of my depth. And more than once I've thought, what on earth have I done? But um, anyway, so I've often thought, I've thought, what on earth can I say to this person who's given up hope? What can I say to this person who has such an addiction that it holds them. Uh, what can I say to this person with this eating disorder? So many examples. And I don't know what to say, but I'm there, and God's there with me. So, maybe you feel out of your depth at times as well. Maybe you feel weak. In another of Paul's letters, we read something that gives us encouragement. We're in good company. Paul asked God to do something for him. 
Paul had a thorn in his flesh. We don't know what that was, he didn't tell us. But God asked, sorry, Paul asked God to take it away, and God didn't take it away. Instead, he says to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And he goes on to talk about when, when we're weak, we're actually strong because Christ's power rests on us. So when you feel weak, ask Christ to be with you. Let his power rest on you. When you are weak, you are strong. So we've been called. Even if we feel weak, we are called. We are called by name. We're called to live a worthy life. And we're called not just as individuals, but we're called together. So God's put us together. And he calls us to unity. You, me, that person you don't particularly get on with. He's called us together and he's called us to unity. We're called to be his church. Called to unity. I, uh, I googled unity. Um, and uh, you know on Google you get loads of pictures. And uh, there are loads of them. Really, really good ones, but I like this one, this picture of a, a jigsaw. And um, it, it's kind of spoke to me that um, we've all got our good points, and boy, have we got our bad points as well, haven't we? But God calls us just as we are. And God calls us together to be part of something bigger a bit like a jigsaw. <laughs> uh, so these jigsaw pieces in that picture, they're intended to be uh, slotted together, aren't they, to make a bigger picture. If one of them's missing, the, uh, the picture will be incomplete. That's how God, God calls us together as part of something bigger. We need each other. Now, uh, Paul, frustratingly, doesn't use the image of a jigsaw in his letters. He, uh, I don't know if they had jigsaws in those days, but probably not. But he, in his other letters, he speaks of how we're a body made up of many parts, and each part does its work, and we need each part to do its work for the good of the whole. So we need you and you and you and you to make things work. The interesting thing is that Paul speaks of the church being one already. So he speaks about one Lord, one body, one faith, one spirit, one baptism. And um, what he's saying to us is that be in practice what God has called you to be. Live it out. He uses this wonderful sentence here. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Make every effort. Make every effort. In other words, uh, God's given us unity, but it so easily falls apart, so easily falls down. We've got to work hard to keep it and make it stronger. Make every effort 
that doesn't come easily. We've got to work at it. Uh, I, um, since we've been back the last few weeks, uh, we've joined the WhatsApp group in this church. What a wonderful thing that is. Um, we had one at St. James, but it was, it was purely for uh, praying for other people. And I think I'd better tell them to do what you do, because it, it works so well, doesn't it? So uh, Hazel puts a picture of her wardrobe on there. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Roy tells us that he's broken down. <laughs> not, not physically, his, his car broke down. Um, and all sorts of things that you, know, you, you hear about instantly and you can think about and pray about. And it's, it, it, you know, what, what was the point of me telling you that? I don't know. It, it, it's an example that you're working at it, aren't you? Working to maintain the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace you're actually doing stuff, uh, you know, now, all the time, on this WhatsApp group, and in other ways as well. Now, to help us to be the church, we're called to receive grace and gifts. So receive the gifts that God's given you. So just look around at each other for a minute. There's a few, a few less of us now that the children and helpers have gone out. But just look around. What a wonderful bunch of people we are. <laughs> we are oh, dear. Uh, no, we're great, aren't we? Um, God's given each of us different gifts. Uh, he's given us loads of gifts. He's given lots of gifts to this small expression of his uh, universal church. So we've got people who uh, can... Uh, teach our children. We've got people who can lead services, uh, do the uh, technical stuff like Nick or play music. All sorts of things. Make the tea and coffee. All those things are really important, aren't they? Gifts that God's given to us. These gifts that bless you are primarily given so that we can serve others. That's what this letter is about, serving others. This is the same with uh, this, the specifically spiritual gifts that Paul talks about in other places. Paul gives us gifts, not, not primarily for ourselves, so they, they, you know, they do build us up, but they're meant to build the whole body up. This is why God has given us gifts so that we can serve and bless others. We come to another calling. We're called to maturity. The gifts that I just alluded to are so that... What have I written there? The purpose of these gifts is that the body of Christ may be built up, so that we, the church, grow into the fullness of Christ. We grow up into the fullness of Christ. Here's a picture of a, a child um, stretching. By, by the way, I think we need a new lamp for our, um, for our projector. I've just noticed that over the last few weeks. So here's a child stretching. This is what children do. They want to be bigger uh, than they are, don't they? So here's a child stretching. Uh, God wants us to stretch to become more than we are. And, but he puts us together so that we stretch each other. 
to be stretched. Let others stretch you today. Uh, and the really important thing is actually when we stretch each other is to encourage each other, isn't it? Um, we're quite good at criticising each other, but actually what we need to do is encourage each other, don't we? That's really important for us. So try and think of something encouraging to say to somebody today. Encourage. We are called to grow. Last, last point. We are called to grow as each part does its work. So each part needs to do its work. All that I've talked about so far uh, may seem to have been about church in the sense of what we do on a Sunday morning in this building. It it is about that, but it's about so much more, isn't it? It's about uh, what we do on a Monday morning or a wet Thursday afternoon. We are called to, to be the church wherever we are, aren't we? And wherever God has planted you, you're called to grow. He wants you to grow as part of his church. And we all have influence wherever we are. Some of us, um, you know, have, have jobs of work where we can have influence. Some of us have influence on our streets with, you know, with our neighbours by being good neighbours. We have influence with, with those people. We are growing into the fullness of Christ by, by being good neighbours, by giving a kind word to somebody. We grow where we're planted. And it, so going back to that WhatsApp group before, you know, it's so good, isn't it? Just instantly we can know when somebody needs some prayer. So it might be, you know, that uh, somebody needs some prayer for a situation at work or something to do with a... A, a problem neighbour or something, you know. Um, let's pr- be praying for each other. Grow wherever God's planted you. Last point. We are the church. We sang that didn't we, before. And we are actually, uh, you know, there's, the sad thing, isn't it, that... Um, God's called us to unity, but we're very good at uh, splitting up, aren't we? So we've got loads of denominations, but we are actually the church. And this building is part of the Church of England. And the Church of England has loads of faults, I know. Don't, don't, uh, don't have to tell me. But what it is good at is a sense of place. We are the church in Frisinghall. Okay? I know we might live in different places, but the, you, this is with the church in Frisinghall. And part of our uh, calling is to serve this community, to bless this community. And I know from experience there's a rich history of doing this. Uh, and I was reminded this week, uh, Jamie on the, on the WhatsApp shared a message. He said, um, Frisinghall Primary School are thinking about us and they're, they're asking us, can we do some assemblies? That was right, wasn't it? And um, I know that that request comes from a relationship, you know, built up over many years. 
from the, the homework club that was here for, for decades or whatever, uh, from Patch, the toddler group, from uh, Trevor. We went to do open the book, didn't we, at Prizing Old Primary, and things like, like this, a relationship. So you, this church has got a good standing in this community, a relationship with this community. So let's, let's do all we can to... Uh, maintain this relationship and build it up. Uh, but we might think at the moment, uh, you know, so Jamie put out this message about Frising Old Primary School, and we're thinking, how can we support Frising Old Primary School? We haven't got people to do assemblies or whatever. And, and we, we think, well, we can't do this. Um, I'm just going to show you a little picture. There's a shed. <laughs> it's a very tidy shed. I've never seen a garden shed that tidy. But it's just to illustrate a point. I was reading um, a letter from Bishop Nick the other day. And he said, if you want to know what matters to a gardener, go and look in their shed and see what tools they've got. Because the tools they've got tell you what, what they think is important and what they think needs doing in their garden. And it, it also says that, you know, you can only do the jobs that you've got the tools for, can't you? Well, thinking about the church, this church, perhaps we, we ought to think, what tools has God put in our, our garden shed? What, what, who have we got here? And what skills have we got? And then, then think, how can we serve this community? It's a slightly different way of looking at things, isn't it? So often we think, there's so much need, how can we meet it? But what, what skills have we got that we can use? to serve God and serve this community so that we can be um, God's church called to unity and maturity. Amen.